0: Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up.
1: Going out in the garage is a... five and six year old helping my dad put Porsche motors together. I don't know how to do anything else except for fixed cars. I'm not, I've tried a couple other things and I was never happy. I'm happy working on cars. What started me into the business, my wife talked me into, okay, why don't you go ahead and, and open the auto shop? You've wanted to do it since you were a child. My mom said, that's all I've ever said. I will be like my dad, I will have a shop. I think everybody has dirty laundry. They need washed. So
2: if they get to see mine, then, you know, it's going to match theirs as far as, you know, numbers and stuff like that. Hopefully they get something out of it, not see it as a negative. If we're going to ask for help, we got to be able to, to, to accept what kind of help or any cri- criticism you're going to give us.
0: We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge. My name is Kent, and I'm very excited for this episode, episode 70. Uh, we're going to be announcing something very big. Uh, the Institute's been working on a project that we call Project Jumpstart. This was a a kind of a a a weird thought process we had is uh, we know that there's a lot of shops out there who need education and training or need at least some exposure to that. And we were wondering how we could get this out to more shops uh, more quickly. So we thought, well, we do have quite an advanced um, consulting program. How about we do one of those, but publicly, meaning that we share the experience of a shop going through that entire process uh, on our YouTube channel. And that evolved into what we're calling Project Jumpstart. So it's a little shorter. We're going to do six month stints with these shops, but it just means it's going to be more intensive than the, the two-year program that we already have that that stretches things out. So you guys are going to get quite a lot pretty quickly. Um, so the the premise here, we have two shops. We did a polling. We found these two awesome guys. We're very excited to start working with them. And we're going to come in. We're going to Dive into their shops. We're going to interview their employees. We're going to do our full consulting program with them and we're going to document the entire experience, both on our end and on their end, and share that with uh, the public on YouTube. We're going to do a series and it's going to be between the two of these guys. And we may or may not do more if it's uh, received well. So, with that said, today I've got Brian E. and Ed Q with me. I'm very excited. How about you guys? How are you feeling?
2: Very yes. Merging.
0: Yes. So, Brian, can you give us a bit of a background uh, as to who you are and to the viewers out there who are listening to this? By the way, if you are if you're enjoying this and you're excited for this podcast, uh, let us know in the comments down below. Go ahead and like and share this podcast as well. But, Brian, what uh, who are you and, and what's your shop? Uh,
1: I'm Brian. My shop is European Motorsport of Idaho. We are a exotic car, German car specific shop. Ferrari, Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, Lamborghini. Um, I've been doing this my whole life, uh, probably going on close to thirty five years now. Uh, I started with my father, who has about sixty five years in in the industry. He was a Porsche factory tech, and he started a dealership in Oregon. He retired in 09. I decided it was time to start my shop at the time after I got out of the military. And I pulled him out of retirement and brought him up here. And that's how we started with nothing in our pockets and kind of still the same way. But we're getting better at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're we're very excited to be working with you, Brian. Um, we know that you're on the network and uh, been been glad to see you be posting in there and, and engaging in there. Um, Ed, introduce us to you and your shop.
2: Oh, my name is Ed Q, uh, owner of Copa Mechanic. We are a general uh, diagnostic and repair facility with emphasis on diagnostics. Um, I started oh, four years ago. I've been in the industry mostly dealers, where I've got a lot of training as far as managing all of this stuff. But. Um, I was kind of forced into this by necessity because the economy was bad, the housing market crash, all that fun stuff. Um, I was, you know, not making enough hours at at work. So I started this doing mobile uh, after work, kind of a side hustle. And then I decided to go ahead and just rent a space from Tom here. And it just took off and I quit the mobile business. And now I've got the Uh, this little what I call a shop in a box because it's just an overhang with a conics box where I keep my tools. So, (laughs) so, but that's, that's who we are.
0: Wonderful. So, so, uh, Brian, do you still work with your dad?
1: No, my dad retired, uh, due to a medical issue back in, uh, mid January. So I took over completely at that point.
0: Okay. So one of the things that we're going to be doing um, with you guys is we're actually going to come and visit the shop. Um, right. We're going to do a full evaluation on your shop, uh, much like we would with our regular program. We're gonna we're gonna look at your finances. We're gonna look at your marketing, your demographic. We're gonna look at the shop itself, how it's set up, and all that. You guys, are you guys ready for that kind of uh, invasion? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I told I told my wife that I'm gonna to have to start cleaning the house so that way it's presentable when you get here.
1: <laughs>
0: well, it's so, like the 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 benefit here is like we want to paint this picture of of the journey that shops can take, and uh, that involves you guys. So it's 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 a really good thing to see where you guys are gonna where you're starting. And uh, I, th- I believe we have three visits planned, two visits. I don't know. Quote, don't quote me on that. Um, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but we're planning on doing a couple visits so we can see the progress over time uh, with you guys.
2: Okay. okay. I think uh, it's two is what I read. Yeah, the first at okay. the beginning and the
0: end. Right. Awesome. So um, a lot of what we're going to be doing initially is we'll spend two or three days with you, I think the first time. Um, and we're going to be filming a lot of content. We're going to be talking to you. We're going to be going over the whole plan with you in person and getting a lot of of uh, your feelings and experiences. And then we're going to have you guys document that um, on your own, kind of like a your own personal um, um, diary, like video diary, so that we can share your experiences and your thoughts and your you know um, maybe barriers of the things that you're experiencing. Um, As we work through this whole process. Do you guys, do you guys have any apprehensions about this?
1: No, we'd be lying if we said we didn't. I I don't know.
2: I, I, I don't feel inhibited in in any way. So I, I'm, I'm welcoming it. You know, you know, I, I'm under the, I've always been on the assumption if, if I don't know what I'm doing wrong, how can I improve? And if, you know, you guys can show me the right
0: way I'm all for it. What about you, I'm Brian?
1: What, are, what do you think? You know, uh, uh, at first I was, I should say, yes, I was a little apprehensive and nervous about somebody going through everything and, and calling me on the carpet on all the mistakes I made. But like Ed just said, if somebody isn't there to show me what I'm doing wrong and how to correct it, I'm, it's, I'm never going to change. Now, I'm going to stay in the same rut that I've been in for the last 13 years of business. And I can't do that anymore. I have got to do something different. I've got to make this better for not just for myself and family, but for my employees and my customers. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm all ready for it. I'm ready to get. You know, I've been through boot camp in the military, and I expect this is probably going to be a little bit tougher. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: what what are you, what um, what are your initial expectations?
1: Hmm. My expectations are to gain the knowledge and the tools to properly run the business and be successful, and and not struggle day to day and go, okay, how am I going to come up with the money to pay my my employees or are are my processes correct are my are my uh, goals. Uh, not good enough or, or too much. Uh, I expect to, to learn and, and to, to go back to school basically, and, and to learn what I'm doing wrong and how to correct it and make everything better.
2: Like, likewise, um, my expectations is hopefully you'll teach me how to do paperwork. My, that's my nemesis <laughs> yes, yes. paperwork, get it away from me. I don't like it, but you know, it, it's a, it's a necessary evil, and I know it, um, I, I do a little bit, my wife always on me for not doing it correctly, but um, that's, that's what I hope to get out of it. Uh, more time to do the paperwork as opposed to just doing the paperwork, if
0: that makes sense. Well, that's the idea. Yes. And, I mean, we always um, want to yeah. provide an opportunity for owners to be owners of the business and not boots on the ground, not having to work in the shop 50, 60 hours a week. Um, You've got other responsibilities that we want to work you towards, and that's that's kind of this idea is is um, we want to show that pathway to go from where you guys are at to uh, where we take most of our shops and be able to share that. Um, with With this with this change, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that's going to be needed. Um, are you guys at, at all apprehensive about? Having to do the work?
2: Uh no. It's either, it's, only the lazy man works twice, my mom used to say. So if, you have, if you don't do it now, you're gonna have to do it sometime. So or do it twice as hard. So no, I'm not I'm not apprehensive at all. I'm more all than ready for it. you know, bring it.
0: <laughs> bring it.
2: You don't you don't scare me. <laughs> so <laughs> but I uh, and, and and I know that. Uh, and it's just because me and my experiences and, and what I've done, but there there are people out there who, who yeah, don't like you meddling in their finances or, you know, they, they're more secretive or, or more, um, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but um, more privacy, you know, they, they think you're infringing on their privacy and, and, and that, you know, upsets people or, or makes people uncomfortable, should I say, but um, no, me, I'm an open book. I, you know, honesty is the best policy and I can't improve. Um, you can't show me what I'm doing wrong if I can't give you all the things you need, uh, to help me. And that's, that's my stance on it. So if, if I give you everything you ask for, uh, the training you give me
0: would be better. Uh, I think. So, so obviously we kind of went through somewhat of an extensive, um, search. I'm getting feedback from somebody. Um, Somewhat of an extensive selection to choose you guys. Uh, Reason being is because I feel like you are going to step up. And that's one of the biggest problems that uh, companies like us face is that, look, we can provide the guidance, we can provide the tools and the knowledge and the information. But ultimately, for a lot of business owners, I mean, you actually have to step in and do the work. There is some level of commitment on your part. It's not like you're, you're hiring us out or Um, getting us to come and run your business, you know, Um, why do you think, why do you think more automotive um, owners haven't done something like this before, or or at least haven't hired a consultant or even sought out something like the gear platform that, that you guys are on?
1: Well, from my experience, I can tell you, it's a pride thing. Uh, Most on, for my own, my on my own behalf, I have always talked with Cecil at Medium. I've, I've talked with a couple of people that use you guys, and it all boils down to, not sure how to word it. Let me think on that one for a minute. It's it's It has to do with pride, but it's also we don't want people to see us fail if we. If if somebody thinks we're failing, then how can we prove that we can fix their car? Type of thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's. I think that's why a lot of places don't want to use a consultant. Is maybe it's that reason. The other reason is they don't want somebody like Ed said poking through financials. You know what do you got to hide? But if you're doing things right, you know open your books to you guys. Let you say, hey, you screwed up there, and you need to fix it there, and don't do it this way. I, I think
2: also fear, fear of, of failure, yeah. you know, and, and um, they don't want to fail and, and, and be seen as a failure. Um, and and they think they can do it themselves. Anybody stepping in and telling them they should do it this way when they've already got their mindset in their beliefs of how they should run it or how they're, they're wanting their business to run. Um, I think that plays a part there a little bit. Um, there is, and like you said, pride, pride, mixed in a little bit there too. Um, I've got two shops that, you know, I, I try to offer help and, and they're like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I want it now because you seem to think you know it all kind of thing. And that's the answers that I get. So I'm just like, you know what, I will, I'll leave you guys be. So yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting <laughs> position to be in, at least on our end, because uh, we don't even know everything. But our job is to find those things for you and try to provide them for you, at least to get you some exposure to it. I think, I think a lot of the apprehension is, is based on this, you know, I mean, we work hard, this industry, there's, there's love and um, stress and blood and sweat and tears that go into um, your businesses. And it costs a lot. It costs your time. It costs your health it costs your family. Um, and somebody who's done this for 15, 20, 30 years is going, I don't want somebody to come and tell me that I've wasted that time. I don't yes. want some to, someone to come and tell me that I've done it wrong for 30 years or 20 years or 15 years because then I feel like I have just completely flushed all that time down the toilet. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you like, GEAR provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. Um, And it's a really hard thing to come up against. How do you you think you guys are going to kind of deal with those punches as they come?
2: Well, there's a saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead me to water. I'm going to guzzle that thing down, you watch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, interesting uh, story. Uh, and you just touched on it. Uh, I had a friend of mine who, who used to slalom ski. And he, he thought he was, you know, the best of the best uh, slalom skier. And so he went to take a course on, on skiing. He thought he was, you know, Billy Badass, so to speak. But when he got there, he was retrained on what he was doing wrong. And it made all the difference in the world. When he got back, he was pissed, pissed that he'd been doing it wrong all this time. So, like you're saying, people who've been doing it wrong all this time, then you change it for them, and they they, they that sense of pride is like, ah, uh, it's you know bad information, and so they they start blaming others, kind of thing. I don't know, but that was, that was that was interesting that you brought that up, and and it jogged that memory for me. But it's it's yeah, you it's, it's fear, fear of being wrong, fear of being a failure, considered, you know, they see that as failure, I think.
0: Yeah. Brian, how do you think you're going to, what, what do you think you're going to do to kind of mitigate the, that hurt of criticism?
1: I'm not sure to be honest. (laughs) I mean, I, I know it's coming, And I know there's going to be a little bit of salt being rubbed in the wounds. And I think I'm just going to have to, uh, like I've been doing is lean on my guys and do the work, do the footwork. Uh, Just like anything else in life, like you guys both have said, if you don't do the footwork, you won't see any positive results. I won't know what I'm doing uh, incorrectly or correctly without taking those lumps. I have to have somebody tell me what is going on. That's the whole point of why I initially signed up with the the gear network and, and reached out to different shop owners that, that are in the network and to figure out what things I need to do to fix the shop, to fix the culture, to fix uh, how I do things. I spend so much, like I said, so much time. It's, been a strain on the marriage. It's been a strain with the kids. It's been a strain with the employees. It's it's hard work, and I, and I'm going to have to 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 find an outlet when I get told, yes, for but since day one, you've done things the exact opposite of what should be done. I'm going to have to find some way to to fix it and turn it into a positive instead of dwelling on, okay, I screwed up. I'm a failure. No, I'm not a failure. I just don't know the proper way. That's what this program is going to help me with.
0: It's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? So on one hand, you've got, oh my gosh, I've been doing all of this stuff wrong. But on the other hand, you've got, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff I can now do that I know will be beneficial to me instead of a lot of times, shop owners are out there and they have they're living in this kind of ambiguity of like what do i do how do i improve my business i don't know i don't even know what questions to ask or or what things to work on or how to take action so um like i said on one hand you've got oh my gosh i've done this wrong and on the other hand great now i have an opportunity to make a change and make a difference yes. and and uh, stuff like that
2: i think i'll be able to you know sustain uh, sustain all these punches that you guys bring I, i'm married so I'm used to it. <laughs> so it's 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 it is what it is.
0: Well, what um, what are you guys hoping that? So so those of you who are listening, right? I'm gonna try and address the audience now. Um, those of you who are listening, I want to know in the comments down below what you want to see from this series or this type of series. Maybe it's the issues that you're currently dealing with. Maybe it's the overcoming the mindset um, to change. Maybe it's the journey in itself and, and what the risks and, and really what's at stake in this adventure that we're all taking along. This is supposed to be a community event. So this isn't like we're going to come and we're just going to throw some information at you. We're actually wanting you to get involved. We want to make this an engaging event experience for anybody who wants to tune in and watch the series on YouTube. Um, We're planning on some really cool events and creating some community activity around these, this series so that we can get exposure for uh, a lot of shops out there to at least feel a little vulnerable or let that, let the vulnerability not prevent them from joining in. And that's kind of the thing, man, Uh, Brian and Ed, you guys are, you guys are taking it for the rest of them. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty violating experience to have someone come in and dig through your business initially. And you guys are taking that a step further and having it all broadcast so that everybody can see, uh, you know, all of the, all of the dirty stuff, all of the uh, broken things, um, but also all the good stuff. So I I really, I'm trying to hit both things here. It's, we want to, we want to put it out there that it's okay to have these things wrong in your business. It's okay. It's not like you've completely ruined everything. Um, and also show people how to get out of those, those ruts and those, those broken things and fix them and move on with their business and actually get value. And, um, I mean, you guys got into business for, for a good reason, you know, Brian, what, what made you decide this was your career?
1: Uh, I don't know any other difference. Uh, I've done this, like I said, going out in the garage as a, as a five and six year old, helping my dad put Porsche motors together. Uh, I don't know how to do anything else except for fixed cars. I'm not, I've tried a couple other things and I was never happy. I'm happy working on cars. What started me into the business. I'm not a people person. Everybody out there knows this. I, don't get along with people. I'm very opinionated. Um, I'm very verbal. And so working with or under, I should say other people was not a good experience for me. Let's put it that way. I do better on my own. Uh, so that was the whole, my wife talked me into, okay, why don't you go ahead and and open the auto shop? You've wanted to do it since you were a child. That's all you've talked about since everybody's known me is I'm going to own my shop. I'm going to own my shop just like my dad did. And that's where I'm at. I started my shop because that was a goal I had since I was probably seven or eight years old. That my mom said, that's all I've ever said is I will be like my dad. I will have a shop. And so here I am.
0: So those of you who are listening, either watching or listening, comment down below if you are in the same boat as Brian, if, if you had the same experience where, um, it was, it was predestined that this is where you were going to end up. If, if you have a similar experience to Brian, let us know down in the comments below. Um, because Brian, I don't think that, that your experience is that uncommon.
1: In oh, no, industry.
0: No. Yeah. Nope. Not to say that it's not special or that, you know, oh, no. uh, you have your own unique challenges and stuff, but I, I, I want the people out there who, um, who might be questioning whether or not they need to work on their business to go, Oh yeah, I am like him. Maybe I can improve, maybe I can have a business that gives me the life that I want, you know? Um, Ed, same, same question, right? What oh. made you pick this as your career? Well,
2: the, the years ago, I actually, I started uh, wanting to be a, a customizer. I wanted to customize cars and that sort of thing. Uh, after high school, I, I joined the military. When I got out of the military, I went to school for automotive and diesel. Uh, At UTI for automotive and diesel technology. I got out of there, started working for, uh, I got my first job at Lloyd Weiss Acura way back in the day. Um, And it was a dealership, and I stayed in the dealership. Um, They laid me off. I went to work for a gas station, totally different. I got to see two different sides of this business. Uh, They called me back to the dealer, and I was with the dealers, you know half my career, I think 20 years uh, I spent with dealerships. Um, and then the rest were independents. Um, but the the economy went uh, south and it was hard to make hours. Cars were being uh, required less maintenance. Um, there was just an onslaught of, of new stuff, new tools. Um, I got married and I couldn't afford it. So I started doing side, my side hustle. Um, and that's what got me into do, owning the business. I, I didn't think I'd be owning a business because uh, I, I liked working for people. It, I, I was comfortable there being able to get home. Um, but now uh, I opened up this, uh, I just rented a stall, that's all I did. And it just took off from there. And then I got to liking it. And it, it was you know a new challenge in my career uh, from all the other stuff that I've done. So that's, that's what drove me here. And again, I did it with zero money in my pocket. Um, I, would, I would go ahead and when i go fix a car, I'd say, okay, I diagnosed your car, go buy the parts. When you get the parts, call me, I'll come back and put them on. That's literally how I started. And I started, you know, adding, you know, buying tools and buying equipment and all that fun stuff. So I'm in the, I'm in the process of uh, calling my rep to order a, an alignment rack to go with my alignment machine. So that's where that's I'm awesome. at now, you know, just four short years. I, uh,
0: yeah. I really like seeing yeah. your yeah. update yeah. photos in the, in the community. Um, you were the one that posted your training rack. That was like a dolly with a, with a monitor and a computer. And yes, and, and yes,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I love Yes, that. And you know, that that, that is, you know, and, and because I'm a small operation, you've got to stretch your dollars. You don't need the fancy equipment, you don't need all that other fun stuff. Just to, you know, a snap-on equivalent of what I have would run me probably 15 grand. I've got that one for 400 bucks. I got two monitors instead of one. Everything was, you know, goodwill. It's, it's I got less than $400 into that. And I do everything. I I do training on it. I do Diag, I I put up my scan tool on one side and and PicoScope on the other side. invoicing parts it's it's i'll never go back to one screen i'll tell you that <laughs> it's, it's been fun using that and, and for 400 dollars. so there's there's ways to get around uh when you're owning a business trying to grow it uh to get the same result using less i think uh a lot of us tend to overcomplicate things i think we need stuff that we don't and so and that's that's my stance on on that stuff so yeah that's, where, that's how I've grown the business. I, I, I buy what's needed. I, I buy what's needed instead of buying what I want. You know, there's wants and
0: needs. You got to buy what you need instead of what you want. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people choose to live in complexity uh, or remain like in the dark on things so they don't have to address the real problems. There's something, there's something to be said about living in familiarity right? I'm familiar with the problems I'm already dealing with. Um, And then we have this want for something that's different, but it's that, that kind of stepping over the threshold um, and, and making that leap to go to that next step and addressing, okay, what do I really need to change? Um, So I think, I think oftentimes we feel more comfortable making things more complex for ourselves. So we don't have to deal with it. Right. Um, yeah, or what?
2: yeah, or you do the complex thing thinking it works better, but you're going around, you know, the
0: whole. You, you get yourself tied up in the semantics of it, you know, right? Or the minutiae, excuse me. Yeah. So right now, I'm going to do a quick a quick break. Those of you who are listening, uh, if you're actually if you have a, a similar experience to uh, to Ed, if you're similar setup. Let us know down in the comments below. I want to thank you guys again for listening or viewing this podcast. Um, the, both of these guys are actually on our Gear platform. Um, they can tell you a little bit about it in in a minute here, uh, but you can check that out at GearForShops.com. I also want to let those of you know that we are opening our doors. We are finally going to start having live events, and we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with a Mars conference. We did a a very successful Mars conference. Back in March. And those of you who don't know, Mars stands for marketing for auto repair shops. So we're bringing bringing in a lot of experts uh, on different fields in the marketing realm to come and teach you uh, about marketing your shop in person. And our Mars conference, our next one is going to be on July 30th and 31st. Enrollment is going to open up soon. I'm just keeping you guys aware in case you want to save the date. Next up, I want to mention that RLO training is having an advanced selling strategies for the service advisor course. It's a five-day, very intensive training with some follow-up um, where you cover everything from dispatch to phone sales to uh, pretty much everything an advisor needs in a five-day work week. And that's going to be on September 20, 20th through the 24th. And again, uh, you'll see registration for that come up soon. Um, Make sure uh, those of you, if you like the content or you're ex- excited about Project Jumpstart and you want to be notified when we do start publishing episodes, uh, make sure you go to our YouTube and subscribe. You can also like and subscribe to our Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn because uh, we'll be posting on all of those, this experience. And if you want to stay notified and watch those episodes and watch these two guys go through uh, a pretty pretty awesome transformation and see their experiences and maybe follow along with them. If you've got similar issues, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to that. So now we've got a little bit more time left and I want to get into um, two things, but we'll start with the first one. So what, what are the biggest challenges or roadblocks that you are dealing with right now in your business or yourself? And we could start with that. Um,
2: my biggest challenge right now is productivity, getting the work out. There's only two of us, uh, working and the phones are not stopped, has not stopped ringing. I have some customers too, actually yesterday, just drop off their card. They don't care what, when, when it gets done, just get it done. They want us to do it. And it's like, you know, we get backed up. <clears throat> um, that has been my, my biggest challenge, um, I went ahead. I spoke with you yesterday. I, I'd mentioned I want to hire a shadow, someone to shadow me to take off, uh, to be my assistant, take some of my, my uh, responsibilities away so that I can do more to get more out and get caught up kind of thing. But that's, that's been my, my main focus this year has been to uh, increase productivity. And it, ha- it has increased, um, but still not, not to the level that I needed to. Uh, because I'm still, you know, three days behind on work. That's, that's my biggest challenge right now.
1: What about you? I'm my biggest, um, along with Ed, it's the productivity. Uh, It's also uh, me being able to keep up uh, and making sure that, uh, everything is purchased that we need, such as parts, special tooling, uh, also, I'm, we're trying to learn how to sell the value of the job to the, to the customer instead of just saying, hey, this is what it is. This is what's broken and, you know, either fix it or you don't. Uh, in the past, that was kind of the, the attitude of the shop in the beginning uh, was the old school like my father used to do. Look, this is what's broken. Here's a picture of it broken. Either you fix it or you don't. We don't care type of attitude. Well, we can't do that today's day and age. Maybe in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was okay and it was well accepted to be that blunt. We're learning today more and more people are vehicle and car illiterate, so they don't understand what a gas cap is, let alone, uh, you know, why you have to change your spark plugs or why you have to change your oil. So that's a challenge for us as trying to learn how to explain to the customer without sounding condescending. And making them feel like we're treating them like idiots. That has been brought up in the past. When we explain something, We, you're making me feel like an idiot. Well, that's not our point. I apologize. That is a major roadblock in this business. I think a lot of techs and a lot of owners, hey, dude, this is the problem. We didn't fix it. We didn't buy it. We didn't break it. Or, you know, that type of the mantra. We just can't do that anymore. So that's a roadblock is, is the behaviors. My own behavior of, of, of putting up the wall and going, well, take it or leave it. Can't do
0: it. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, my dad actually uses that phrase a lot. Uh, a little differently, though. Um, yeah. I didn't buy the car. I didn't drive the car. I didn't break the car. Um, I shouldn't have to pay to fix the car, right? They're, the customers often pay us. They should be paying us to provide the service we pay. That's more in right. line with like this, this, um, this, the discussion of emotional discounting, which uh, a lot of owners do that. Yes. Um, because we feel guilty or we don't feel up to par or, uh, whatever that mental roadblock is, but we don't charge enough for what we do. Um, but anyways, uh, the next, the next thing I want to, I want to say, first off, what are you, what do you want the shops out there that are going to watch this series? Uh, what do you want them to get out of this?
2: Um, hope, hopefully they get, uh, what they need uh, out of our mistakes or our, our triumphs. Um, this is partly, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of liking this like, whole concept that you put together because it's, it's, I like training and, and if I can do something, if, if, if my own actions can help you, uh, succeed or, or get you out of that dead end that you feel you're in, um,
1: then yeah, that's more power to you. I'm excited if, if that, um, gets you there, so to speak. Brian? I am agreeing with Ed. I think that if, well, not if, because I know good's going to come out of this, that shops that are serious about changing the way that they run their business and are looking at getting the proper guidance, if what is being done in our shop through uh, through the, the consulting and, and coming in here for the jump start. We'll take some of the peeling the Band-Aid off pain, so to speak, for the other shops and, and put it on our shoulders so that somebody will learn from our mistakes so they don't have to go through the same trials and tribulations that we have. I'm all for that. I'm all for helping another shop. And if I'm the trip have to be the crash test dummy, so be it. I'll be Buster for Mythbusters. <laughs> Go ahead and have at it. It's uh
0: it's it's great to have you guys um in this. You know, we we went through a lot of applicants. We actually ended up having like 80 applicants um for this program, which was way more than we thought was was gonna jump out. Um normally when we've done this stuff before, it hasn't been as well received. Um even with the disclaimer that like, Hey, all your dirty laundry is going to be aired for everybody to, to see, um, with, with this, with this experience, um, initially it's going to be about six months that we're going to spend with you guys, but I feel like it's going to be a lot longer than that. Um, we're likely going to do a lot more interviews afterwards. We might even continue the program. My dad has talked about working with you guys for longer as well. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> the, idea. For now, it's just six months. Um, right. One thing we're going to do is we're going to have a a group. So the both of you are on the, the GearHeads network. And those of you who aren't on the GearHeads network, you should get on the GearHeads network. It's free to join. It's full of a lot of uh, automotive professionals, just like these guys who are aspiring to become top shops in the industry. Um, but we're going to have a private group there that's going to follow this entire journey between the two of you guys um, so that you can actually go in and talk to the viewers and engage with the viewers on things that they're watching you go through. Um, how, what do you think about that?
2: Well, you know, you, you had mentioned, let me, let me step back a little bit. You had mentioned dirty laundry you guys going through my dirty laundry and, and, and exposing it. You know what? Uh, I think everybody has dirty laundry. They need washed. So. Um, if they get to see mine, then, you know, it's going to match theirs as far as, you know, numbers and stuff like that. I, and, and hopefully they get something out of it and, and not see it as a negative, you know, dirty laundry. You know, sometimes we, we have to, um, if we're going to ask for help, we got to be able to, to, to accept what kind of help or, or, or any cri- criticism you're going to give us. Um, I, give, I, I tell my daughters, uh, you only fail if you fail to try. So you need to just get out, give it your best, good, better, best, never let it rest. So your good is better and your better is best. I tell them. Um, and and they, they are always trying. And when um, they fail, I think up. No, said, no, better. We'll, we'll do better next time. No big deal. You're going to fail. There's life. Like I think you, it was you who posted that, that picture of the kid at the bottom of the step. And all those steps going up in Gears for Shops, I feel like that little kid right there. That's, that's me right there looking up. I got to get onto to that next level. What's the next level? It's the first step. What's the step after that? You, whatever it is, you, you, your goals take you. But you, you need to, you know, start somewhere. And I, I, I think that uh, if, you, if you're not inhibited or if you don't uh, let, let it out in the open, you're not going to improve. And that's hopefully
0: somebody can can take that to heart and and, and do it because I I feel one hundred percent on that. I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We uh, we really are looking forward to this. We um, we're hoping to impact a lot of shops doing this. Um, those of you who don't know the institute or uh, RLO um, training now, because we're working together. Um, one of our biggest missions is to impact the industry and, um, that involves doing content like this. We actually have a ton of, um, free content. I hate to say free, but that really is like, we're trying to make uh, a difference. So if you haven't checked out any of our content, I advise you to do so. It's not like we're trying to sell you anything. This really is just stuff to use. Um, with this, those of you who are excited about this series, that's going to come out, um, we're gonna we're gonna really get in the weeds with this. We're gonna look at their financials. We're gonna be talking about you know their key performance indicators and what factors contribute to those and um, those roadblocks they're going to deal with. And we're gonna really fully discuss those on this YouTube series um, for those of you who are gonna come and watch in the comments and in that specialized group we're gonna put together on the platform. This series is going to publish sometime in September. We don't have a hard date on that, but we know that September is when we're going to publish and we'll start working with Brian and Ed soon to get everything scheduled out and all that. So uh, if you're looking forward and you want to stay notified when we actually do post our first episode in September, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook, uh, to be notified on this. At this point, guys, we can wrap up. Anything you want to tell anybody out there who's going to watch the series?
2: Um, pay attention <laughs> and and see if you can get get something out of it. Uh, maybe you see something we don't chime in. let us know that kind of thing. Um, and getting back to what uh, Kent was saying, the institute has a lot of good uh, courses. Uh, their financials are to me top notch. I've not I've not uh, I've been in this business a long time. And and going through those financial courses that Cecil put out, uh, put everything together. Everything I knew as far as manager and, and dispatching and what whatever. That's the only one that I had missing. And it it's it's. I think you guys are are, are giving it away at the price you have it. I think it's it's it should be worth more. <laughs> that's just my opinion. A lot more. Uh, the, that's how that's how valuable that thing is. Uh, th- those courses are. And I
1: I, thank
0: you. So, Brian, any any last words for those out there, people who are going to
1: watch this? Or buckle up; it's going to be a nice ride. (laughs) I think I think it's going to be an eye opener for everybody, not just me and Ed and you guys over there at the Institute. I think those that are going to subscribe and watch the series and try to learn something from it for their own business, I think it's going to be a ride. I think and it's going to be a good one. There's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this for everybody. And like Ed said, you know, you the information that you can get off the Gear Network or even off the on the the institute's website like on my on my side, I had a I have a service writer, service advisor and writer that started January 1st of this year knew nothing about the industry other than going to car shows and hanging out with his buds and you know, tinker on his own cars. He took one course from Cecil and Kent for for uh, service writing and advising. And this guy can sell water to to anybody that needs water. He's he learned that much in a short course, and I think that if that's an indicator of all the courses, you know, you'd be dumb not to sign up for the classes and take them and 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 make your business better than it is. <laughs>
0: Thanks for that, Brian. <laughs> we really appreciate it. it. It always feels really good to hear um, positive feedback, you know, a little bit of validation.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we wouldn't be on your platform if we didn't think that uh, of you guys. It, it's like, and I, you know, I I did a podcast uh, before with Cecil and you, um, and I'd mentioned it to him before. He says that it's the best I've found out there that really speaks to me. It really just jumps out and say, wow opens my eyes it, it's explained that simple
0: well thank you um, we so appreciate the kind words um those of you who are watching and listening we're going to wrap this episode up uh again thank you brian and ed for being here thank you so much for the kind words um about our platform if you want to go check it out just go to GearForShops.com. Um, you can see both our our courses and our community there where you can get involved um I want to remind you to like, share, and follow our page both on Facebook and on YouTube so you can keep notified. Um, remind you guys that uh, to tune in on May 12th for episode 71, where we're going to be discussing labor rates. Very excited for that episode. You can find us, this podcast, The Leading Edge, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and pretty much anywhere you can search for a podcast to listen to. Uh, thanks again, Brian and Ed, and we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by gearedforshops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforave.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.